Welcome to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Sabalo. We will be talking about God's truth, how to walk in it, how to be sharpened by it, and how to live it out every single day. Let's jump right into it. Welcome to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Sabalo. Glory be to God. We are on episode eight. Yes, Lord. Yes. So this is a continuation from episode seven. So if you haven't listened to episode seven yet, I recommend that you go back, listen to it after this one and just merge those two things together on discernment. I know this is going to be a really good episode because the amounts of spiritual warfare in in connecting and this is my third time recording this. I'm not even joking. And and it's only happened to me once before, but I just, I mean, I, I just kind of feel it. So I'm just going to say that right there. I know that Holy Spirit is going to work through this podcast, just amount of struggle of getting this aired and out. So the devil is a liar. Let's hop into the sermon. In episode seven, we just kind of talked about, you know, what is discernment, being able to discern, you know, um, and make good judgment, you know, good versus evil, being able to hear the Holy Spirit just speak to you concerning a situation, concerning a person, concerning even your atmosphere and your environment. And that's one of the things that we're going to hop in and talk about is how you can discern and in your environment and environment is so important right call it environment call it atmosphere but your atmosphere that you surround yourself is so vital to how much you're discerning for example um if you go to church your church has an atmosphere right there's a praise there's a worship there's an honor there's a consecration there's you know a holiness there's something special when you come to church that you're in expectation that you're going to encounter the power and the presence of the lord And that's the atmosphere that you know you're walking into. Now, it's very true that there's times that you're working into atmospheres that you really don't know what you're walking into. If you have a nine to five job, you know that there's times that you can walk into work and you don't even know what you're walking into some days. Some days someone's calling off. You got to do a double shift or sometimes, you know, um, there's a new employee or sometimes there's you know, a Karen in the office, and you just don't know what to expect. And that's the atmosphere that you're walking into. Or sometimes even if you're in school or in your college or high school, you're walking into the atmosphere and it can make a very big difference on your mood. It can make a big difference on your attitude, your perception, the way that you behave. Um, I'm from New York City. If you walk into a, a subway train, there's an atmosphere. You can walk into one buggy, (laughs) I call them a buggy, carousel, a cart. You can walk into one of the train carts and it has an atmosphere and you're like, oh, I don't know about this. Let me, let me walk over to the next cart. And there's something about that particular train cart that you're like, okay, I feel like I'm good here. And that's happened to me many of times. It's happened to me that sometimes I walk into a store and maybe it's too loud. Maybe it's like there's too many people. Maybe there's too much things going on. And for me, I'm just like, I, I, I'm very quick to be like, mm, I don't know if I have the desire to stay in this location very long. Let me just kind of shift a little bit. 
And then there's times that you can be walking and you're not as aware of the atmosphere, right? You can be walking into a grocery store and sometimes we're so structured on, I need to get the eggs, the milk, and, and the chicken. I'm walking in, I'm getting the eggs, the milk, the chicken. And you just kind of have that mentality where you're walking in there with, a, you know, an assignment in regards to picking something up. But your atmosphere is very important. Even when you come home from, you know, whether it's school, whether it's work or whether it's, you know, just from running errands and you come home, you know, your home is an atmosphere. You want to make sure that your home is an area where you can encounter the power of the presence of God, where you can, where there's a, a level of peace in your home, where there's a, an, a point or a place where you can, you know, get before the Lord. But that's the atmosphere that you can create in your home. You know, I know there's some people that, you know, create the atmosphere of, you know, encountering God in the morning, you know, or, you know, in the evening. Or it's one of those things where you're aware that your atmosphere becomes so important. But why do I mention this? And how does this deal with discernment? And your discernment in your atmosphere, you have to be a very discerning in whatever atmosphere you walk into. You have to still be able to hear the Spirit of God or the Holy Spirit, whether you're walking into um, the congregation, whether you're walking into Walmart. <laughs> I've already told you some of my Walmart stories. Uh, whether you're walking into Walmart, whether you're walking into um, your home, whether you're walking into, you know, a friend's house, whether you're walking into um, maybe your local garage, you know, shop, wherever you're going to, you have to be discerning in no matter what atmosphere you're in. Now, that becomes so important because you want to make sure that you can hear the Holy Spirit in any one of those atmospheres, that even if you're running an errand, that even if you're, you know, changing, the, someone's changing the oil in your car, that even if you are stopping at a local grocery store, if you're start, stopping at Walmart, if you're stopping at Marshall's, if you're, you know, just running an errand, that you're so aware of your surroundings and you're discerning. And then, and I'm not saying in a way where, you know, like you're so vigilant that you're ignorant. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about that because sometimes, you know, you can be so aware that it's like, wait, hold on, what's what's going on? Like you, you're uh, unaware of like the common, common things. And, you know, I've I've experienced this so much in my personal life of just how I can I, I need to discern and I have learned to discern in certain areas, like how important my atmosphere is. Like there's certain things that, you know, in our household, we don't allow into our home. There's certain guidelines that we are ensuring that doesn't come into our home. Why? Because we truly believe that our home is our sanctuary. It's our place of rest. It's our place of peace. It's our place that, you know, we get together as a family. It's a place, you know, that we worship, you know, the Lord in our home. It's a place that we've set apart, you know, to honor and bless the Lord. So there's certain things that we just choose to not entertain. And it's very easy to let something into your home and you never know it. You just, you just like, why does it feel that, you know, me and my spouse are fighting? Why does it feel like the kids, you know, aren't getting along? Why does it feel um, that, you know, this is happening? Or why does it feel like there's such a heaviness in the house? And sometimes it's because we're bringing some of that 
in from the other environments that we're in, that now it's mixing in with our environment. And there has to be a very clear distinction. We have to be able to be very prayerful people, be aware of our environments, our our surroundings, our atmosphere, so that we do, as, as the Bible says, we take authority. We take authority in our home that if there's anything in our home that doesn't please the Lord, that's not pleasing onto him, we get rid of it. We have nothing to do with it, you know, and that's hands-on scriptural, but we got to be aware that you can't bring in everything into your home. And I mean, spiritually, and I mean, physically, and I'm going to give you two testimonies, personal testimonies. But I remember one time, um, from, for, um, my work, I, I, I manage, um, I'm a manager and I came home and as I was home, I, you know, was doing a couple of things in the house. And as, as I was talking to my husband, (laughs) I, I can tell that, he says to me, hey, you're not at work. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I know that I'm not at work. I'm home. And he says, yeah, but you're acting like you're at work. And I understood what he was saying to me. It's like I was giving out so much direction and and I was directives and I was being very bossy. <laughs> I'm just going to be, I'm just going to say it as it is. I was being very bossy. And my husband was like, like, hello, you're not you're not at work. Like you need to take your work hat off. And I was like, I got it. I was like, I got it. Like I needed to take my work hat off and I needed to put my wife hat on because I was just truly still in a little bit of a work mode. I was very much driven by that. I, I, I was very direct. <laughs> just say it that way. My husband's like, listen, you're not at work. And I was like, got it. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know, it's like, just got to admit it. Just wave the white flag. Like, I got to admit it. And I, and I quickly understood like, okay, Holy Spirit was just like, Vanessa, you know, he's right. And I'm like, yeah, he's right. (laughs) And I don't want to bring in anything from my, from my job, whether it be behavioral, whether it be physical work, whether it be attitudes, whether it be, you know, the woes. And I've, I've learned to just pray in the car as on my, on my way home, I'm praying in the car. I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm inviting you into this situation that's happening at work. I don't know the answers, but you do Lord. I pray that any heaviness, any weight concerning the decision makings that I have to make do not continue to, you know, follow me inside, you know, our home. Lord, I just pray that I, I, I surrender this onto you knowing that you'll take care of it. And I just pray and I'm, and I like, Lord, I pray that Shalom, that your peace would follow me, you know, in my comings and our goings. And, and I just pray that out. And it's helped me so much to just easily try to switch, you know, myself from being at work to being at home. And it's helped me. It's, it's truly, it's 120% helped me. But another thing when it comes to, you know, being aware of those things that come into your home are things that you bring in physically, things that are, you know, whether it be items, any type of items, clothing, furniture, you know, things that you bring into your home that you're like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to bring this in or, you know, I found this or whatever. Like it looked nice. Like just be very 
aware, be vigilant of those things that you bring into your home. You don't want to bring something that's an idol worship and you didn't even know it. Or, you know, there's things that, you know, people may give you and then you're bringing that into your home and you don't know where it's rooted in. And there's just some things that God is not pleased with. And you want to be you want to be very vigilant of those things. And some of the things that I um I have personally experienced one time I um we lived in a in a condo and in the condo you would walk like it was on a first floor so if you open the door you can like see right into the condo and I really didn't like that because as people walked by I felt like they could see our whole home so what did I do I bought this fake tree at a store and I was like I'm just gonna put this big fake tree at the entrance of the doorway so that that way people don't see all into our home and so I bought the tree and I think the tree was there maybe two weeks maybe something like that and as I was taking a shower one day and got out the shower the Lord the spirit of the Lord said to me I want you to get rid of that tree I was like get rid of that tree and the Lord's like yeah that tree's rooted in evil and I was like wow and I, I I did not question I knew that I heard the voice of God tell me to get rid of that thing. Like I knew it. And I said to the Lord, well, I'll just return it right now. Start rational. Like, like, Lord, it's brand new. It's, it literally still had the tag on it. They got paid like 54 99 or 64 99. Like I, I remember that I was like, Lord, I could just return. It, it still has a tag on. It. And the Lord said, no, get rid of it. And it's, why would you want to pass? This is really what he told me. He's like, why would you want to pass down that evil if I just told you it's rooted in evil? And I was like, ooh, got it, got it. And I was like, got it, Lord, you know, and the Lord told me to get rid of it. So as I got rid of it, you know, I, I say to my husband, hey, do you notice anything missing in the house or anything different? And he's like, no. And I was like, I got rid of the tree. <laughs> my husband says, I didn't like that thing anyways. I was like, oh, okay. I wish you would have told me because the Lord already told me I needed to get rid of it. So long, I, I say that to say, watch the things that you bring into your house. You know, be be prayerful, be mindful. Some things are obvious that you shouldn't not have in your house. Any types of like, you know, statues, idols, like those things were like, oh, okay. Yeah, common. But then there's other like fads and trends that can easily come into the home and you would just never you know be able to be like well I just it was just a piece of jewelry right like there's a piece of jewelry um that I guess it's been mainstream people are like wearing it it's a fad it's a trend and so many people don't realize that it's rooted in evil and you can tell that it's rooted in evil when the first name of it is called Evil Eye. So if you've not heard of Evil Eye, it's, and I'm going to pull it up here on screen. <laughs> I really wanted to share this. This is the, this is the Evil Eye. So some of you guys may have seen it. Let me move this up a little bit. Click this little ad here. So this is from the Britannica Encyclopedia, and this is the evil eye. Some of you guys may have seen seen it as a trend. Let me zoom in here so you could see it, right? I think we've seen that before. They make it very popular in jewelry. They'll make a t-shirt out of it. You know, these different ways where the enemy will make something not seem like divisive. But this thing, right, 
it's rooted in evil. <laughs> and um, here it says, Britannica Encyclopedia says, evil eye glance believed to have the ability to cause injury or death to those on those on whom it falls. Pregnant women, children, and animals are thought to be particularly susceptible. Belief is that the evil eye is an ancient and, and ambiguous. It's occurred in Greece and Rome and Jewish, Islamic, Buddhist, and Hindu traditions and indigenous and in, oh my God, I chopped that word up, and the indigenous peasants and other folk societies and it has, and it has persisted throughout the world into modern times. Those most often a cause of casting the evil eye include strangers, malformed individuals, childless women, and old women. Like this is so demonic. It's so so demonic. I mean, like it's one of those things. It's like what, why, and why, like why, why would you want anything that says evil eye? And, but again, right, this is some things that, you know, some people like, oh, well, it's just a trend or it's just a fashion or, you know, like Vanessa, it's not that serious. No, it is that serious because you're tying yourself to something that is one on a, on a whole nother basis of a religion and um, different resources that as, as I was looking up, there was different resources that kind of really got deep into it. I didn't want to go so far into it, but there is different other religions that, you know, they say like, Hey, we use these things, you know, to cast spells and to make people um, fearful, to make people feel like they have to do something or, you know, like, listen, this is, this is only the surface of some of the evil, you know, demonic things. One of the things that, um, I found as well. It says that the evil eye is a, it's the first thing that comes up. If you type on evil eye, meaning it says evil eye is a curse believed to inflict pain or harm. It's bestowed from one person onto another. In other words, giving someone the evil eye means you intend for something bad to happen to the recipient, man, listen, man, I got to show you this. Cause I don't want nobody saying like, I just made that up and that that's not true. Vanessa. Nope. Here we go. Evil eye meaning. That's all I typed it in Google. Evil eye meaning. The evil eye is is a curse believed to inflict pain or harm. It's that you intend to do something bad to happen to the recipient. Can you believe that? Yeah. We 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 can perish for the lack of knowledge. That's what I'm gonna say right there. There are times that we can perish because of the lack of knowledge. There are things that Holy Spirit's bringing to our awareness, not every trend, not every fad. We got to be discerning. Like these things are not things that the Lord desires us to be connected to, to um, attach ourselves to. No, 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 no. Like that, sh that thing is straight demonic. And this is why we got to be aware. We, we have to, we have to be so much more discerning as a body of Christ. We have to be more discerning. We have to like hear the Holy Spirit, like say, no, you know, like don't, don't like, no, that's rooted in wickedness. It's rooted in straight wickedness. I'm going to take us to hear the, the very first scripture that I want us to hop into. And it's out of 2 Corinthians 7. 2 Corinthians 7, and I'm going to start right on one. It says, since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. Woo! 
and I love this because this is where it's a very distinct difference that there we have to be able to cleanse ourselves from things physically in the body and then spiritually there are things that can affect us spiritually and this is why I say we've only touched the surface to understand how real the spiritual realm is the things that we can come in contact with the environments the the atmospheres that we can come in contact with these are things that are in the spirit in the natural you might walk into a um a particular location just be like yeah i'm just walking into you know target or i'm just walking into you know wawa and you're walking into a place not knowing that someone around you could very well be doing some juju i'm just gonna say it that way but and we're not discerning it or 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 discerning that like hey there's there's a evil presence in this place or there's something that i'm just my spirit is not jiving with but we we take too casually and again this is not to cause fear i want to make that very clear this is not to cause fear this is to make us spiritually aware that there's a very spiritual realm desiring right to steal kill and destroy something you can walk into an atmosphere and you walk in all joyous and happy and go lucky and the atmosphere can quickly just take away your joy it can kill it can steal your joy and you're like man why did i walk into work feeling so great or i walked into here feeling so good and now i feel drained i feel tired i feel like man where what happened is because it's spiritual <laughs> it's because it's spiritual there's no other way of saying it is because there's there's the atmosphere there's something that will try to you know take away your joy try to steal your you know your happiness try to and we have to be aware of these because if not we could we could go days three or four days and you know sad and we don't like we don't even know like where did this sadness come from like why do i feel like i'm drained i like pray why do i feel like giving up pray why do i feel like i'm angry pray because a lot of the times yes do i believe that sometimes we can put ourselves in places that cause us to you know react or you know cause us to not be aware yes i do and, and and do i believe that sometimes our actions can cause us to you know have that you know um anger rise up yeah because it's probably the anger may have already been there now it's just surfacing to the level because of the circumstance or the situation and this happens to all of us but the quicker that we are in taking some of these to prayer and say, Lord, I don't know why I'm feeling this heaviness. I don't know why I feel like such a level of disappointment. Lord, I just pray that you would remove that off of me in Jesus mighty name. I know that that is not you. You know, you, Lord, you have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a strong mind. So, Lord, any fear that's coming, you know, around me, anything that's trying to cause me to bring forth doubt. Lord, I pray that you would remove that now in Jesus mighty name. Amen. And then you start putting some worship music on. And then you start putting on some praise music because your atmosphere matters. Because how you deal with a situation that you have at hand 
matters. How you're discerning when God says, hey, I don't want you to speak now. I want you to speak later. Well, why? Because the Lord knows that if you say something, it can change the whole atmosphere. The Lord knows that if he if you if you say something out of character or you say something out of line or if you say something in a wrong timing, because sometimes it's not about just being bad or reactive. Sometimes it's like, no, the timing ain't there. You know, like, no, no, wait, hold on. The timing's not there. Let let them share. Let them speak. Like, you know, hold on. Hold your brakes. I'll tell you when, you know, and that's the sermon is when you can hear the Holy Spirit concerning a situation. And like I mentioned on the last podcast is give yourself a minute to react to things. Sometimes we're so, you know, quick and responsive. Take a second. Father, how do you want me to, you know, answer this question that's being presented before me? Lord, how do you desire me? We we don't depend on the Lord enough. I'm telling you, I'm, we don't this went on depend on the Holy Spirit enough. There's so many ways that we can like, Lord, all right, I'm going to welcome you into this situation right here because I really don't know what to do with this. And I really believe that God's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> like, thank you. Because we can react. We can respond too quick. We can, you know, um, cause our attitudes and our emotions to be out of line because of the lack of discernment. and. And I say this too, I'm, I'm going to go here too. When we think of discerning, discern your, your, your company, like discern the people that are around you, like everybody ain't for you. And I, and I pray that we get to the point where, you know, um, we know those that are, because yes, everyone's not for you, but there's a group of people. The Bible says that there's a company of, of prophets. There's a company of people, you know, the disciples, there was 12 of them. There's, there's a group of people that are for you. There's a group of people that are for you. There's a group of people that desire you to be a, a person that shakes the kingdom of darkness and, and bring forth people into light. There's a people that truly are for you. But it's like that scripture that says, you know, bad company. Um, oh man, let me see if I could get it real quick because I, I don't like chopping up scripture because then I'm like, man, what's that scripture? Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Let me pull it up here. It is 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And it says 1 Corinthians 15, 33. It says, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For you, for to you, wait, for to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. Oh, Lord Jesus, Paul be talking. Paul be talking. Paul be preaching. But here we see Paul like, like, hey, just know, like, bad company can very well lead you down a bad road. It's going to corrupt the good character within you. You know, if God has saved you from some things, you know, he's delivered you from from situations. He's delivered you from addictions. You may very well need to separate yourself from those uh, friends that are still in that that atmosphere. 
because you don't want to be in that atmosphere. <laughs> you know, catch yourself on a bad day and you're surrounded around your those types of friends, quotation mark friends, they're, they're not going to lead you down the best path. You know, if, if you're feeling, you know, um, you know, the Bible says be angry and not sin. Right. But let's say you get around with some friends that are just drama. Like they just love drama. They're the ones that in Spanish, we say, Le tira leña al fuego. you know, like they're the friends that just add a lot of, a little bit of fuel to the fire. And you get around friends that are drama quotation mark friends. I'm gonna keep saying that you get around people like that, that you know, are just pot stirrers and you already mad, they ain't going to help you. They're going to be like, I can't believe she did that. Oh my goodness, girl, if I was you, I would have done da 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 And that, that could not have been me because I would have popped off, you know, and, 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 and it's supposed to make you feel better. I don't know if it's supposed to make you feel, but it don't make you feel better because then you're like, yeah, I'm going to go back into work and I'm going to da da like, whoa, whoa beep 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 that's where you gotta have some discernment that's not wisdom that's not wisdom that's just like paul said right here like don't be fooled bad company can corrupt good character you know where you just 110 percent straight up in the flesh straight up in the flesh didn't even consult with the holy spirit didn't even ask the holy spirit what he wanted you to do about the situation you were just like boom consulted with bad company first you consulted with the wrong people and it can lead to very bad decisions. And the truth is that it could also lead you to just, <laughs> just being angry all day. Like just, you know, being angry concerning that particular situation. So I just say, be discerning with the people that are around you, you know, find people that can encourage you, you know, find people that just truly are you know like-minded in spirit that you know you can break bread together that you can have you know real deep spiritual conversations and you can have um people that can encourage you especially if you're going through something like you need to have some good friends around you so when you do go through something they're there for you you know but it's hard to find good friends when you're going through something and you don't already have those good friends then that makes it a lot harder. We're going to jump into another scripture because I want us to really get this, you know, discernment and our environment down tonight, today, whatever time you're listening to this. All right, so we're going to go to Deuteronomy. And I'm going to go to Deuteronomy 28.6. And this is just to kind of give you some straight tactics when you are um, growing in this area as you're discerning. Here's my first one. Bless shall bless you shall be when you come in and bless you shall be when you go out. Have that scripture in your spirit. Lord, as I go into this atmosphere, Lord, may you bless me. Lord, as I come out of this atmosphere, may you bless me. Lord, as I come into my home may you bless me as I come out, may you bless me. Like, bless me, am I coming in? Am I going out? And and it's just, again, it's, it's, it's something to have in your spirit. It's something to begin to, like, ask the Lord and be aware of it, that you want to be able to truly um, be a blessing to your environment. Like, I know I'm talking about 
the other way around, but I want you to see it the other way, right? There's something that you can add to your environment. You know, you want to be able to, you know, be a light in the darkness as Christ has called us to be. You want to also impact your atmosphere. You want to be able to be the change that's not in your atmosphere right now. Because, you know, joy is contagious. If you come into work and you're that believer that, you know, is happy and is loving life, people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, I don't know what you got, but I want it. <laughs> I don't know what it is that you have, but I, I really want it. And it's the Christ in you. It's it's the love of the Lord. It's your kindness. It's your ability to always, you know, be helpful, your ability to have an open heart and an open mind and, you know, non-judgmental. And it's one of those things that it's it it shows like you you're you're gonna see, people are gonna see that by your fruit people are gonna see that by how you act how you behave in a tough circumstance in a tough situation they're gonna be like mm, there's something different about her she doesn't handle you know stress there's something different about her she doesn't handle stress the same you know she doesn't get frazzled all the time and I'm you know like because. I know that God has a solution for everything. There's a solution from the Lord of everything. And these are the, the things that I really want us to take back. Because again, wherever you're at, know that you are a representation of Christ. So yes, we are around, we are aware of our atmospheres and our surroundings. But we also have to be aware that we ourselves have to know who we are as believers, right? Going back to that identity, knowing that we are a vessel of light and where there's light, there shall be no darkness. Knowing that if, if God is for me, who could be against me? Knowing that as you're walking into atmosphere, like, Lord, use me in this place, Father God, use me to spread the gospel, use me to be a light, use me to bring joy, use me to, you know, clear up confusion, you know, like, Lord, I, I just take hold of this atmosphere right now in Jesus mighty name. And Lord, I just pray, Father God, that you would like your will be done in this place on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, let your light shine, Father through me, use me, Lord. But I just pray that you would surround this place with your spirit, your sweet presence in Jesus name. Amen. Put some anointing all on your cubby at work. <laughs> and um, I just say that because I, I really do believe that. And you that that's just, just the meditation of your heart, where you're just like, Lord, I want you to be in this atmosphere. I want you to be with me everywhere I go. I want you to, you know, be a representation of, of, I want you to be a representation in this workplace. I want people to know you like I know you and you're just inviting him in. So that's, that's my first thing today is just invite God into that atmosphere Invite the Holy spirit where you go. And, and, and right behind that is just, you know, be that vessel that God uses, you know, to shine a light, you know, you know, don't entertain gossip in, in the workplace. You know, someone comes to you and you're like, did you hear what happened? Da, da, da. Don't entertain gossip in school. Don't entertain gossip on campus. Don't entertain gossip even in your own family meetings and discussions because that could go south real quick. No, <laughs> be a light in that workplace. You know, like, hey, I, I like sometimes it comes to me. So this is this is why I say I understand. Sometimes it comes to me, you know, and I'm like, hey, I, I 
I don't know about you, but I wouldn't feel comfortable that someone's having a discussion about me in this place. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable. So maybe if we, you know, talk to that person or, you know, like, like it's not going to solve anything by gossiping. And a lot of the times, you know, there are times that the Holy Spirit be like, hey, just get up and go away, you know, like get up and leave. And there's times that Holy Spirit will tell me, hey, just get up and go, you know, get up and, and leave. This this conversation isn't fruitful. This conversation is not, you know, going to add anything because you, you don't want to entertain it. But if Holy Spirit is telling you like, hey, I, w- I want you to say this or I want you to ask this or, you know, like I, I want you to hold up a little level of righteousness because sometimes you can walk into gossip that's just bullying people. I've been in conversations where I'm like, like, why are y'all gaining up on them? <laughs> and I'm just, that is just literally what I say, you know, because I could feel it. I could discern it in my spirit. Like, why are y'all gaining up on this person? Like, what, like, does that make you feel better? And again, right? Like I have to know my position, but at the same time, I'm like, it, it, it really does cause a righteous anger in me sometimes where I'm like, why are you, why are you guys talking about that? Like, you ain't got nothing else to talk about. And again, there are times where the Holy Spirit will help me out. <laughs> and there's other times where the Lord was just like, you know, don't say nothing. Like, don't confront that in a public environment. And there are times that the Lord has had me go back to individuals and be like, hey, I know you guys were having that conversation in the in the lunchroom. And if if I was that person and I walked in on you guys talking about me, it probably would have bothered me. You know, I I just don't think that that's probably something that I know for me, it would have bothered me. I just don't think it's something that maybe if you are, you know, needing to have that discussion, just have it with that person. And I mean, I say it in all sincerity, because the truth is, I would be highly offended, or I would be bothered if I someone was talking about me. And, you know, and it happens as a boss, it happens as a manager, it happens. But and it, it tends to happen. And I just have a little bit of a tougher skin, but it does happen where you're walking into environments and you're like, like, what is this? Like, what is all this, you know, gossip? And, and it really, it's one of those things that you cannot entertain. You know, I say that don't entertain that environment. Don't step into that environment if you already feel it. But if God is calling you to just stand up for it in righteousness, then do so. You know, you you guys know your environments. You can discern. I'm believing after these uh, couple podcasts, discern your environment, discern what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. But shine your light. You know, don't don't. Um, you know, I, I was having this conversation, um, and it was in in the lunchroom of a of a, of workplace, and um, I don't remember how the conversation came up, but you know, she was talking about marriage and how, um, she didn't want to get married. And, you know, um, the conversation kept going back and forth and I'm walking into it. So I'm like heating up my food and I'm just, you know, trying to heat up my food (laughs) and I can, I hear the conversation going back and forth and it wasn't gossip. So, you know, it, it, in that sense, it wasn't gossip, but it was a conversation that the Lord was like, I need you to step into that. They're having a conversation about marriage. And the, one of the girls says like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in marriage. You know, like I believe it's just the paper. And you know, the Holy spirit was like, what? <laughs> just the paper. 
she's a believer and i was like oh yeah you're right lord and um i i waited till the the lunchroom was you know a lot less people and i just sat next to her and i said hey i just have a question for you you know if marriage is just a paper like do you believe that do you really believe that do you believe that it's just a paper and um man (laughs) holy spirit conviction it's not just a paper it's a covenant it's a union before the presence of god and i mean i don't remember what else i said but it's it's so important that when you know we have opportunities to be a light that we can be a light all for the glory of god not for anything else but truly all for the glory of god because there is something special i'm not gonna downgrade the union of marriage especially for us as believers there's something special about the covenant of marriage and when you know that you'll take marriage to a whole new seriousness because you realize that it's a representation of the pride of christ it's a representation and um yeah i'm gonna keep going here so invite god into your atmosphere ensure to shine your light you know exercise your spiritual authority as you're shining that light you know any darkness has to flee as light is here and then three you know truly begin to speak life into your atmosphere speak the word of god into your atmosphere create your atmosphere that that um that honors god you know that worships the lord and as you begin to just pray scripture man i love walking through you know uh, offices and seeing people just have like a little look a little representation a little reminder that this desk right here belongs to me and jesus <laughs> and there's something about just speaking life and 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 surrounding your home with worship you know surrounding your your um whether it's your office through headphones or just you know when you can play it really low um and there's something about saturating your home with worship something about that that truly invites the presence of god where you can feel the presence of the lord as you are you know worshiping and honoring the lord and and take that as a practice you know even if it's like you uh, you know cleaning in the middle of the day or cleaning throughout the day just put some worship music let it saturate the atmosphere you know as you're beginning to maybe wake up in the morning and maybe it takes you a little longer put the worship music on put some praise music on if you're getting ready to you know head to church you know put that uh praise music on and it really does help you to get your day going but it also helps you to continue the day going while you're at work school you know running some errands just having that worship um minister to you and it really does help you know as you're as you're creating an atmosphere an atmosphere of praise and worship and i want to also share this scripture here and it's out of one peter let me grab it one peter let's see where it's at 1 Peter 5 8 and I know some of you guys are really familiar with this scripture but it's so 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 important and 1 Peter 5 8 be alert and of sober mind your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for someone to devour 
and may that resonate in our hearts because that is such a good parallel with discernment it's it's crucial it's so crucial for us to be alert because it's it's exactly what god is telling us is discernment is just having that good judgment and if you have some good judgment then it helps you to be alert if you're being alert then it helps you make better judgments and the next one that i want to share as well is out of colossians 1 9 let me grab it here colossians 1 9 all right, Colossians 1 9, and it says, let me zoom in here a little bit. Colossians 1 9. Okay, 1 9. Colossians 1 9 says, So we've not stopped praying for you since we've first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. So we know we need that knowledge, we need that um, spiritual wisdom, and we need that understanding. And then you will, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. And this is why, you know, um, sometimes I give this analogy because it really helps discerning like you know Vanessa what's the difference between knowledge understanding and all this spiritual wisdom because it can kind of seem like it's all connected which it really is but let me give you this analogy like I can I can know how to change a tire but it's much different when I have to physically change a tire right so I may have the knowledge of knowing, hey, this is what you have to do. You have to, you know, prop it up. Then you have to take the bolts out. And then, like, I can physically know that. But it's very different when I have to apply my understanding. <laughs> it's very different when I actually have to physically do it. And that's the biggest difference is sometimes we can read about, you know, we can read about something, but we may not, we might have the knowledge of it, but we may not have the practical application for it in true understanding and that's why we need the spiritual wisdom and that's why we need the holy spirit is because you will not know um how to deal with something in your life you may know like hey i can do all things to christ who strengthens me but then it's much different when you have to apply that scripture into your life because you're overcoming a battle and that's the difference between your knowledge and then your application of the things that you're understanding to truly apply in your life and it's much different when someone says you know like um you know we sing these nice awesome songs in church right but like we I, it's an old school one but it's you know it says the devil's under the devil's under my feet and i don't want to sing it because i don't want to jack it up but um we sing that song but it's a lot different when you get you you get a demon in front of you when you get someone manifesting in front of you, you 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 looking at them and you're like, why are you not under my feet? But we can sing about it. You can have the knowledge that demonic forces are real, but it's much different to know, like, how do I cast this thing out into the lake of fire? How do I bind this spirit up in the mighty name of Jesus? You may know the scripture, but there's difference when you're actually applying your level of authority, you're applying what you know and it is an on-the-job training situation sometimes in a faith thing 
but it's much different. And so here we're just hearing Paul say like, hey, we need to be able to walk in this. We need to be able to ask the Holy Spirit and we ask God to give us this complete knowledge and ensure that we know God's will concerning a situation that we have the spiritual wisdom, but that we also have the understanding. Because from all this, we're going to produce good fruit. From all this, we're going to grow to learn God better and better. Last account here, last scriptural account that I'm going to share here, because this is like, as I was uh, studying, this is the scripture that just jumped out of me. And there's different other accounts, but this is the one that I'm like, oh, environment matters, who you have in your environment matters. And it is the account out of Matthew 9. And I'm going to read, I'm going to start on, let me see, I'm sharing it here on screen. So I'm going to go to Matthew 927. Oh, is it 927? No, let's back up a little bit. Yeah, let's start right here. John Matthew 9 <laughs> Matthew 918. So we're going to start on Matthew 918 and it says while he was saying this a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, "My daughter has died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live." Jesus got up and went with him. And so did his disciples. So we see here a synagogue leader who came right before the feet of Jesus, came and knelt and was like, hey, my daughter just died. I need you to go lay hands on her. And I know that she's going to live. And Jesus, you know, he got up and he took his disciples with him. And um, on their way, as they're going to um, this synagogue leader's home, on their way, they, they run into a woman who's had uh, the issue of blood for 12 years. And on the way, Jesus heals her, right? So as they're headed to one assignment, <laughs> God is also in the midst of doing his work everywhere he goes. And, and, and Jesus did that. So on his way to going to um, the synagogue leader's house, he runs into this woman with um, the issue of blood. And he heals her. Then we see in verse, and I really want to concentrate here. Then we see here the verse that says, verse 23, it says, When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand and she got up and news of this spread all through spread through all that region. And why do I love this? Because if we realize that Jesus is walking into an environment, an atmosphere that's not conducive to what he truly desires to do with this young girl, he realizes that there's too much going on right here. There's a lot of noise. There's people playing pipes. Like that is not the atmosphere of where I'm going to do my work at. Like I, I, that's not. And what does he tell the crowd to do? Yeah, I need to go away <laughs> because this girl's not dead. She's just asleep. And even the more, right. They, but they laugh like this crowd laughed at them. He's like, okay. So what did he do after the crowd had been put outside? They tell the crowd, okay, you, you guys are gonna have to get up out of here. 
that's the urban translation. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to get up out of here. And once that happened, once Jesus put them outside, it says that he went in and he took the girl by the hand and she got up. And this is why this to me is so powerful. Your atmosphere, your environment, who you are around truly does matter. It really does matter when when you are thinking about, again, spiritual things, things that were like, Lord, this right here could not. Uh, Jesus was he, he's like, no, I cannot do like th these people are going to go. The haters, the doubters, the ones that don't believe that I can do this, the ones that are doubting me, they're going to go. And he puts them out and this girl is healed. She's healed and she's alive and she's restored. And what happens? The news of, of what the Lord has done is now spreading throughout the whole region. And so much of this is so important for us as, to, as believers. So much of this is like, Lord, if there's anything in my environment, in my atmosphere that doesn't please you, Lord, we're going to put it out <laughs> in Jesus mighty name. Give me discernment to, you know, walk into my house and, and, and walk around it, walk in. Is there anything in my home that doesn't please you? Is there anything, Father God, that you desire for me to remove? May you remove it in Jesus mighty name. Is there something that this pleases you, that this honors you? Things that I've brought in that I brought in knowingly or unknowingly. Things that I've kept that I need to get rid of. Father, may your spirit begin to tell me in Jesus' mighty name. And he will. <laughs> he absolutely will. I remember one time I was, um, I had woken up and as I was in prayer, God says to me, hey, I want you to get rid of these particular pants. And I was like, get rid of those pants. I'm like, uh, okay. And I was like, but I really like those pants. They look so cute on me. <laughs> and he was like, exactly. Exactly. And I was like, oh, swallow, gulp. And like within my spirit, like um, the Lord knew that I probably was a little too cute. You know, I felt a little too cute. And I think ladies, if you listen to this podcast, you know what I mean? Like where you're flaunting a little too hard, right? where it's accentuating every curve and, you know, like you, you just know it. And, um, thank God for God's deliverance. And God was like, get rid of them. And I was like, all right, let me just throw them in the trash. And as I go throw them in the trash, the Lord was like, no, it's trash day. You need to throw them out outside. And I was like, oh, man. and it was, I think the Lord probably told me that so that I didn't take it back. And, you know, go back and be like, this is silly. I didn't hear from the Lord. You know, I'm going to just whatever. But no, God was like trash, like outside. And this is, I was early into my walk, early into my faith. And some of you guys heard uh, one of my podcasts before where I used to have this saying that if it wasn't tight, it wasn't right when I was in the world. And I knew God, that was just something God was like, I need you to get rid of those. Like you need to get rid of that. Um, and it's probably one of the many reasons like that, why I believe so much in Holy Spirit instructions and being obedient to it, because there's so much stuff that God has told me throughout the years that has only made me so much better as a person um, within my within myself. Well, self-worth within my ability to, um, you know, discern, I would say, but also like love myself <laughs> and honor myself. That's what I'm going to say in 
and just me being able to also honor myself in my dress, my actions, my behaviors. It's, it's one of the reasons why when I hear the spirit of God say something to me, I'm obedient. Even if it sounds odd, weird, like, why am I going to get rid of these pants? Just get rid of them. You know, why am I going to do that? Just do it. You know, I've learned to just be that much more obedient because I've seen the the great fruit behind it. I've seen, you know, the Lord do an amazing work in my life. And I truly believe it's, it's a lot of it is through obedience. It's because I I don't, I don't want to need to learn the hard way. (laughs) I don't need to learn the hard way. This is why I love testimonies because I'm like, man, Lord, yes, nobody likes to go through the test. They just want the testimony, but there's, there's so much of that where I'm like, Lord, I don't want to learn the, I don't want to learn. I don't want to go through the, the testing. I can learn through someone else's testimony. Uh, truly, truly, I can learn through someone else's testimony. And I say that because it's truly my prayer. Lord, help us grow in discernment, Lord, that we continue to hear your voice, that we continue to move as only you, Father God, call us to move. We pray, Father God, that you would grow us in spiritual wisdom and discernment and that you would grow us in knowledge and understanding in this season of our life. We just thank you in advance for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, y'all. Thank you so much for hopping on today. Glory be to God. I'm feeling that there's a part three coming on, but we're going to see. I feel like there's still so much more stuff that I want to talk about because uh, I truly do believe um, even when we're talking about environments, if you're in the right environment, it's just like plants, man. You can blossom and bloom if you're in the right environment. If you're in an environment that's just shady, you know, and I mean shady, like shady. <laughs> and if you're in an environment, you know, that does not, you know, provide the the best support and nutrients and, you know, like it's it's not going to grow. You're, you're not going to grow just like a plant, right? If a plant does need sunlight to prosper and grow, but it's sitting in the midst of a bunch of shade, it's not going to grow, you know? So you're, you're, your environment matters, you know, where you're at, where your position, who you're around, the atmosphere that you choose to be around truly does matter for us as believers. But that might be part three. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Glory be to God. God bless you. Have a great night. Amen. You were just listening to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube where we post updates about this podcast and much more. We welcome you to join us for the next episode.